Blog Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. The Women of Golf Show is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine with insightful reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, helping you improve your game from tee to green. Good morning, welcome to the Women of Golf, the number one women's golf show around the world, with hosts Ted Odorico and Cindy Miller. Join them as they interview some of the best players from the Epson, LPGA and Legends Tour, and so many others helping to elevate women's golf. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and alongside, of course, is Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts here on the Women of Golf. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Another great Tuesday morning I get to spend with my partner in crime, as it were, and uh, always uh, super excited, especially this week, to uh, welcome back the latest winner uh, off the Epson Tour. We're going to have her join us in just a moment. And uh, and then hopefully we'll get into our discussion in the second half um, on what's a good golf warm-up routine. But I think we also have a surprise uh, to sneak in there as well. Do you want to give us a cue up for that? We do. We have Natalie Wasa coming on, my 11-year-old little, uh, what do I, well, Chelsea calls her the little beast. So Chelsea, um, Natalie won the New York State U.S. Kids Invitational this past weekend. She shot 70-77. First time she, well, she shot 71 in a U.S. Kids Tournament a couple weeks ago, and she shot 70 this weekend. And she won by... I don't think four. So she's coming on to tell us what she's been doing to learn how to score better. Very good. So we look forward to that uh, a little bit later on the broadcast. But in the meantime, uh, let's welcome our first special guest, uh, Swing Lu. She was born in June 22, 1999 in China, uh, graduated in 21-22 from Wake Forest, and was also part of the women's golf team. Uh, some highlights, uh, WGCA All-American Scholar, uh, also named to the All-ACC team, uh, returned for her final year of eligibility and appeared in the lineup for all seven events of the spring. Uh, third on the team with a 72-73 stroke average and recorded two top uh, five finishes and two more top 15 finishes. Her best uh, came at the Valspar Augusta Invitational, where she finished tied fourth with a nine underscore of 207. In uh, this past week, she won the Epson Tours Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship with a total 10 under par to claim her first Epson Tour victory. So, Cindy, let's welcome our first guest this morning, uh, Swing Lou. Good morning. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. Thanks for having me today. My name is Swing Lou. Well, Congratulations. thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Congratulations. You. So no, you, I you obviously something. Yeah, go ahead, Cindy. I, I got to interrupt. So it's funny because Natalie's coming on on the second half of the show, 
And I said to her, you know, it's time for you to start looking at colleges and where you might want to go. And the best coach in the world is Kim Llewellyn. Exactly. Do you agree? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. For five years at Wake Forest, she's won two National Coaches, uh, Coach of the Year awards. So I think that speaks volumes. <laughs> Yay. And why do you love her? I mean, she's just all around amazing. Um, the way she coaches, like it's not just technical. Like I think Kim and Ryan, our assistant coach, they make a great team. So like they, they they have like a very specific like practice plan for us every week to work on the technical stuff. But then on the course, they also like focus a lot on the course management, which I learned a lot from and. It has proven very helpful coming down the line for me in like pro golf, and also she's also like a an amazing mental coach. Like when we're getting nervous and everything, she has like a different set of ways to help everyone get back into their best shape on the course. A like kind. Of, going by our different personalities. So, yeah, Kim is awesome, and we all love her. So the National Coach of the Year is much-deserved award for her. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, what's the best part of your game? Me? Um, I guess approaches. Uh, I'm pretty good at putting it close to the pin, like, like the last week that I won the back on the back nine, I only hit one fairway, but I still managed to make seven greens. So I think that definitely saved the tournament for me. Wow! Wow! From the rough in the trees. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> growing up, I haven't been the most accurate driver. So I find myself in the trees quite frequently. That's also kind of a skill I developed in college. I'm able to knock it pretty close to the pin from the trees whenever I have a gap. <laughs> wow. I have a son like that, too. He gets it all over the place, but knocks it on the green. That's a good skill to have. <laughs> wow. Ted, go ahead. So, Swing, let me ask you, um, yeah, that's an incredible skill to have for sure. I think a lot of amateurs would love to to know your secret. Um, you know, many of them, of course, uh, hit it in the rough and in the trees and, and whatnot. And if they can still recover to a nice uh, approach shot to the green, I think they would take that every time and, and forget about trying to straighten out their drives. Um, so let me ask you something um, before we get into a little bit of specifics about your win. Um, you and I were talking a little bit before we went live, and you, some notables here is one of the things that you did last year. Last year, of course, uh, 2022 was your rookie season on the Epson Tour, and you actually had an opportunity uh, to be involved in, through the winter months of last season, uh, an internship at Epson America. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. So uh, in college, I did – finance and grad school I did business analytics so I've always wanted some type of work experience in that area because like especially for women's golfers I know like the career span isn't going to be that long so at one point in time I will have to have like a plan b for myself to 
eventually go get a job. So, yeah, I was very fortunate that EPSA America gave me this opportunity to work with their fabulous Latin FBNA team, which I got to learn a lot from. So, like, FBNA is, like, financial planning analysis. So that was, like, right where, well, I guess, like, my area of expertise in college led me. So um, I the team was super helpful. They were, like, everyone's super nice. They taught me a lot of this skills that you don't really learn in school is because they're like very practical things and yeah when I was working I also got to work on a project which involved um, the work of a bunch of uh, I guess higher I wouldn't say executives exactly but like also people from different departments and higher positions so I got to see like the same project from a lot of different points of views which really helped me to understand the things that I'm working on from a more holistic view so yeah that was an amazing experience that is nice to have under my belt for sure and it's always you know I'm a firm believer in corporations doing just that is inviting you know some of the next generation and providing them an opportunity to learn how corporations like Epson, of course, who happens to also be the title sponsor of the tour, which makes it equally nice, um, to be able to get an, a, sort of a bird's-eye view of how they operate. Was there a particular area or a particular department? Um, obviously, you said you, you worked with a few different ones. Was there one particular that you really enjoyed that you thought, this was something down the road that, yeah, I wouldn't mind being involved in. Was there a particular department? Was it marketing? Was it uh, development? You know, what, what was the uh, uh, sort of catch-all, if you will, of what you enjoyed there the most? So, uh, yeah, I got to work with the financial planning team, and I actually enjoyed that a lot. Um, so my mother also happened to work in that area, so, like, she kind of gave me a little primer on what to expect in that. But, yeah, after working with them for almost four months, I find that I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I so I'm still, like, practicing my wig. And I talked talk about how I liked the job so much to the point that Coach Kim was, like, actually surprised when I decided to go Back, come back to Epson tour for the second season because that she thought, oh, you, since you like the job so much, why not just stick with it? <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I'm still doing golf. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed working in the financial planning department. And if I want to have a career, that's at least what I want to start with. Well, I think that's a, a great opportunity. And who doesn't like to work with money? So, um, that's definitely a, a good one and, and to, uh, a good feather to have in your cap. So let's talk a little bit about the tournament that you won this past week, uh, the Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship, which, of course, took place in the Great Lakes State, Michigan, and um, had a little bit of nasty weather along the way. Tell us a little bit about how things came to be, because you actually, at one point, uh, you had some challengers, and uh, you were tied um, for the lead with uh, Amelia Garvey, and she kind of went back and forth a little bit, but eventually you uh, pulled through. Tell us a little bit about uh, the weather, uh, how your nerves were, and uh, 
how you and uh, Amelia seem to do battle a little bit out in the golf course. Um, yeah, so, well, the entire day seemed a little bit gloomy. It was, it, there, there was never any sun out, but it didn't really start raining until almost the back nine. But honestly, the front nine, I wasn't that nervous. I feel like it, it just hasn't really hit me yet back then, but it was more towards the back nine when the nerve really started to hit and I start I started to hit my drive sideways. But yeah, Amelia like she was kinda opposite. I feel like back front nine she kinda struggled with her ball striking, but back nine her ball striking really started to like pull together. So yeah, she she played great that day too and put a lot of pressure on me towards the finishing stretch because I I couldn't make birdie on some of the easy holes in par five, and but she was like almost knocking onto the green and two, like putting herself in like great positions. And yeah, she made some critical up and downs as well. So that's why like our scores kind of went like back and forth, back and forth. But yeah, it was um the. Like, it was, like, raining, but it didn't really bother anyone because it wasn't, like, heavy to the point that, you know, like, the grips are getting really wet, that, like, something's, like, slipping. It was kind of just constant rain. It might, it's kind of rain that can just, might distract you, but it doesn't do much of a difference to, like, how you would hit it. So, yeah, it was, like, only until the 17th hole that I actually feel like, oh, I can't win this. Pretty, pretty for sure. But, oh, I wouldn't say for sure, but like I have like a better odds at winning because on 17 they moved the tee up where we it's like a reachable par four and yeah the one fairway hit was actually a green hit with a driver so I had like a 20 footer for eagle that set me up mm-hmm. pretty good like in a a lot more comfortable position on 18 although I still snap hooked my drive. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hook around the tree again for my approach in the rough, but yeah, um, the weather was like it was rainy, but it was all right. And yeah, Amelia was uh, had a very solid game on Sunday. Actually, Lindsay on the front night, she was also playing really well, and uh, I on uh, one of the par fives, I think it was like number nine. Lindsay and I both like drove into the trees, and but like she almost hold her third shot and had like a tap in for birdie. I think at that time we were either tie or only like had a one shot difference. So I felt like I had a lot on my shoulder going into the back nine, but I'm glad that it all worked out. Well, yeah, and again, congratulations on that. Yeah, and of course, you're talking about Lindsay McCurdy uh, was one of the ones knocking on the door, and also Minji Kim was also there at uh, at moments mm-hmm. too. So you had a you had a few of them circling around trying to uh, steal that win away from you. Uh, something else, just real quick, and then I'm going to hand it back over to you, Cindy. Is there was a, a quote here that you stated? I'm I'm really just happy that all of my hard work has finally come to fruition. So obviously there were parts of your game or moments throughout the season that you've been struggling with. Um, and obviously by that quote, you put a lot of hard work in that. 
What was giving you the most challenges? Was it the driving uh, not being accurate off the tee? Was that sort of your biggest Achilles heel, or was there other parts of your game as well that were giving you some challenges? Yeah, it was majority of my driving and some of my short game because I, like, for a really long time, it was like once I can start off by hit, hitting pretty straight with my driver, but once I hit one bad drive, I can never get it back on track again. So that's been bothering me a lot, and, like, especially on narrower courses where misses are – you can get more kind of punitive – it can really mess you up. But um, mm-hmm. I think I kind of had to figure, I, I've, been, I've definitely been working a ton on my drivers, but it didn't seem to work for a long time. But I played this Monday at Upper Montclair Country Club. It was for LPGA Founders Cup. And that course had the narrowest fairways I've <laughs> ever seen. And just somehow by, like, I guess that was some type of target training for me. Like, just by playing around uh, there, like, my driver just miraculously uh, miraculously got a lot straighter. So I think that actually gave me some good inspiration for uh, later target practices on how I should visualize my practice on a range with my driver and stuff. And then for chipping, um, I sort of had it's towards the end of my college career. So it's been really hard to try to get out of it. But um, I played at, uh, another Monday at Paul's Radies for, I think it's DIO implant LA open. And yeah, um, and Palos Verdes was also kind of the course that started the ifs for me. So, but on that Monday, I got to make up and downs from everywhere. Basically, I think I only missed one, and that was because I missed like a shorter putt. So that really got my confidence back with my short uh, around the greens and stuff. So, yeah, I feel like it's. The more of the story is more like you you just get back where you fell a bit get back up where you fell but and I'm trying to figure out like a way to visualize like and um plan for what you're gonna have on the course is really going to help with kind of uh fixing some of the mental errors during tournaments yeah. Yeah, it, it all boils down to your core strategy. And uh, obviously, you know, you indicated you were, uh, you know, pretty nervous, especially on the back round uh, or back nine of, of your final rounds. Uh, you talk about how you were even shaking on some of the tee boxes and ultimately ended up hitting a few snap hooks. But as you mentioned in the early part of the program, that the one really positive thing is that you have really developed over the years uh, and very consistently um being able to capitalize and, and hit some, you know, a lot of green. So you're able to recover and uh, that puts you in good company. Tiger Woods at times was like that where he was not always the, the, mo- the straightest and the most accurate off the tee, but he was very, very solid when it came to his recovery and his uh, approach shot. So that helped him obviously win many championships. So uh, may not be the straightest driver, but uh, if you've got a tight rest of the game, uh, that can uh, pull you through and uh, some of the toughest uh, struggles along the way. Cindy, go ahead. 
So basically, the lesson is play every Monday Pro-Am you can on the tightest golf courses in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. So what do you do for fun? Oh, that's a good question. I don't do much for fun, but I guess I like to read a bunch. Yeah, I'm the type of, like, when I was in college, I'm the type of person who didn't really have any social life. I just, all I did was just studying and then golf and then get a little bit of sleep, and that's about it. But, yeah, I, I enjoy reading and nothing special, just, like, sometimes I read, like, memoirs, sometimes some novels, but yeah, I don't really have like a fixed genre that I particularly like, but I just enjoy reading in general. Sometimes I just watch Netflix and yeah, that's about it. And where are you playing this week? Oh, uh, this week? Uh, I'm not playing this week. Uh, I tried to play the Monday qualifying for Meyer LPGA yesterday, but I missed the playoff by one stroke. So, yeah, I'm taking uh, this week off. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And are you living in, in uh, near Wake Forest? Yes, Florida? I'm still, uh, no, I, I'm still living by Wake Forest. I, I'm very fortunate that I still get to use the campus facility to practice which really helped me work on different parts of my game. That's awesome. That's awesome. you got to tell Kimmy. Cindy Miller says hi. I did a big break with her, and we're buds. Oh. I love yeah, I definitely will. So uh, how much do you practice? Are you like a lunatic and a range rat? Um, well, like, I, I don't know if I'm – Exactly a range ride. Like I, I definitely practice a lot, but like not to the point that oh, I'm practicing ten hours a day or something like that. And I'm the kind of person that's like, at one point I just get too bored and like I I don't think I should drain myself too much each day. So I I want to give myself plenty of time for rest and. If I practice too much, like, sooner or later, like, I'm going to get injury. So I'd rather save some of my energy for the tournament rounds than, like, just spend it all on practice. But, yeah, I still practice a lot, but I try to make sure that that it's in moderation. So give us an estimate. How many hours a day? Uh Seven, maybe. I'm not exactly sure, honestly. It's probably somewhere around that number. How many? Because like, yeah, well, yeah, because like during the season, I don't want to practice too much in off weeks because like off weeks are mainly for resting up and stuff. And during the off season, when I was working for Epson, I only practiced maybe three. To four hours a day in the morning, and then I work from twelve to eight at like towards the the night. So I don't really have that much time to practice. So when you were working for Epson, you practiced three or four hours a day, and then worked eight hours a day for Epson. Yeah, that's a lot. 
but like that that's something that I enjoyed so it actually wasn't like really exhausting for me I just feel like I need some bit of a change up that's why I decided to do that okay that's cool I get it that's good Ted so swing let me ask you uh, and I think I heard you right you said normally around seven hours is that right yeah, maybe seven to eight hours, seven, closer to seven, I think, yeah. So you mentioned that one of the things that you try to guard against is you don't want to get bored. If it gets to a point where you're starting to get a little bit bored, so what do you do in your practice routine, in your warm-ups, and that, that keeps it interesting? What do you do to challenge yourself, of course, but what do you do to try and keep it interesting so that you don't get bored? And if you start to get bored, is that when you say, okay, i got to stop, and let me just refocus on something different and walk away. Um, because obviously if you're getting to the point, like you said earlier, if you're starting to get bored in your warm-ups and your, your practice routines and, uh, and working out and whatnot, then you don't want to get in a situation where suddenly you've now got an injury. So what do you do to keep the warm-up and the practice regimes uh, interesting? Well, um, like sometimes I... Like, cause, uh, so during tournaments, I'd, like, write notes on oh, where I end up, how much I had left. So sometimes during practice, if I want to do something, like, challenging or, like, just change it up a bit, I'll just try to recreate shots I've had during tournament round and see if I can do better than how I played in the tournament. I bet that really helped me with also, like, visualizing shots and, like, just making the practice a little bit different for me every day. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's good. And see, that's what a lot of amateurs struggle with is they're not able to do that. They're not able to, you know, put things in perspective and make it fun and interesting um, to want them to spend a little bit more time. Certainly most amateurs are not going to spend seven to eight hours like you do because they're not playing on a tour, but um, certainly they should spend a little bit more uh, time than what they, they currently do. But, it's important that you practice with a purpose, that you don't just go out there and rake and hit balls, that you actually put some thought into it. Um, you also mentioned, too, that um, you sort of talk to yourself internally um, and sort of say to yourself that you know that you're good enough to win. What Do you have a, a mantra that you sort of say to yourself uh, when the chips are down, so to speak, or the or your play is not as good as you'd like, what do you say to yourself to keep yourself motivated? Um, nothing specific, honestly. I'm actually still working on that part, just like, give, like having some like, sort of pep talk for myself that's more effective. But I just mainly gained my confidence from like you know, earlier this year finishing top 10 at Lotte. So I just kind of, I refer to that a lot. If you can finish top 10 at an LPG event, you can play well here. <laughs> right, right. That's, it certainly helped. Yeah. To, yeah, gave you a lot of confidence. Uh, you tied uh, ninth, actually, uh, at the Lotte Championship. Uh, and then also at the uh, at the Epson Tour event, the Casino del Sol uh, Golf Classic, you also tied nine. So that obviously helped to give you a lot of confidence leading into this past week. Uh, would that be accurate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely gained a lot of confidence from like the Casino del Sol because I, 
like I only got into the top ten because I finished seven under on the last day, and it's been a really long time since I shot like a low number like that. So that helped me find a lot of confidence, and that also contributed to the the play I had in Hawaii. And yeah, and from then on, I was just kind of referring back to those couple of tournaments to kind of boost my confidence up because, like, if I can do that back then, there's no reason that I can't do it now. If you're off this week, so you've got no tournament that you're playing in this week, um, I'm assuming next week uh, you're going to get back into another event. So what are you going to do with this week? What are you going to do to uh, get yourself prepared for the next event? And Or are you just going to do some other fun things just to, to relax and, and rest up a little bit until the next uh, tournament? Obviously, I know you're going to put some practice in, but are you going to really grind out the practice this, this week while you're off, or are you going to do some other things as well? Um, I'm actually taking it easy this week because I got a cold and stuff. And um, I, yeah, and uh, I'll probably work on a little bit of driver, but mostly putting because, yeah, I feel like I missed some, like, I wouldn't say I missed some, like, short putts, but it's more like I thought I'd make more mid-range putts, but a lot of the pus just didn't drop, so I think I'll try to work some of that, work on some of that. And also, the week later, a uh, week after this week, will be my friend's wedding that I'm attending. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I have like maybe three, four weeks off in a row. So this week, I'm kind of taking it easy. I'll probably get more back into like regular practice after my teammate Amelia's wedding. Well, I think that's a great way to, to spend some time and obviously you have to have, you have to have some fun as well. So, um mm-hmm. enjoy uh, enjoy the moment at your friend's wedding. Um and mm-hmm. obviously uh you'll have to get back to to the grind at at hand. Uh, before too long, but uh, you have to also have some downtime and, and enjoy it. But congratulations again, uh, Swing Lou, for Thank your you. win, uh, the your first Epson Tour win at the Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship uh, this past week, and much continued success. And I have no doubt uh, with your with your uh, very upbeat attitude that you're going to do very well the rest of the season. So good luck. Thank you so much. Enjoy talking to you today. Good luck. All right. Thank you, Cindy. All right, you have, a, you have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was Swing Lou, uh, again, champion uh, for the Epson Tours Fire Keepers Casino Hotel Championship this past week. And uh, very, uh, very, I would say, laid back, wouldn't you agree, Cindy? <laughs> yeah. But, but that can work so for some. I'm, yeah, right, seven or eight right. hours a day it, it, doesn't think she's working that hard. No, no, that's... <laughs> That's certainly harder than most, but uh, yeah, and I think that, but, you know, to put it in perspective, I think she, she understands, you know, she knows she's got to put the effort in, um, and she clearly recognizes some of the challenges in her game. Her driving is obviously her weakest part uh, by the sounds of things, but she still has confidence playing because she knows that she can get out of trouble uh, with a, a relatively high success, and it's just a matter of, um, you know, tightening that, that first one up a little bit and, uh, and just continuing to uh, work on some solid play. 
All right, we're going to take a very fast break, and then it looks like I think Natalie uh, is ready to join us. So we'll be right back after this quick message from Golf Tips Magazine. The following ad is sponsored by Golf Tips Magazine. Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as the latest golf instruction from America's top pros, simple-to-follow practice and game improvement drills, fitness and mental game tips, equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews, golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to GolfTipsMag.com and subscribe today. All right, and if you go to GolfTipsMag.com and enter under the print version, uh, promo code GOLFTIPS21, uh, you'll get uh, nearly a 30% uh, uh, savings on an annual subscription uh, for just $9.99. So uh, go to GolfTipsMag.com and subscribe today. All right, uh, our very special uh, pop-in guest, if you will, is Natalie Wasik, and she resides in Lockport, New York, and uh, began her golfing journey at uh, the ripe young age of five, and now 11. Uh, she's pl- been playing junior golf uh, in uh, since 2019, and uh, as Cindy mentioned earlier, this past um, weekend, or this past week, I guess, she won uh, the uh, U.S. Kids New York State Invitational, shooting a 70 and 77, which uh, also got her first eagle in tournament play and six birdies. And I'm sure her dad, Mike Wasik, uh, was doing some uh, grand celebrating with her. So, Cindy, let's uh, welcome uh, Natalie to the show. Good morning, dear. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Ted, you want to start off? I sure will. First off, congratulations, Natalie, on uh, your recent uh, win uh, with U.S. Kids. And you have to be pretty excited about that, not just uh, for the win alone, but uh, you got an eagle in the tournament and six birdies. So that's some some really good uh, golf. Uh, How do you feel? What was your your first reaction when you knew you won the event? Um, I was really proud because I've never, like, not that good in tournament before. So I was really proud and excited that, like, all my work was paying off. And, you know, you've, you've been on the show before and you've talked about, uh, you know, some of the journey, some of the different events that you've began. What have you been working on that you think has really been contributing to this win that you just uh, got? What's, what part of your games have you really been focusing on that I think you think that helped contribute to this win? Um, I think my putting has been really has been better. And also I've been working on how to score. So I think that's like um, like playing the uphill and downhill slopes and playing the wind correctly. You know, I feel like that definitely helps in my game. So you're starting to learn a little bit of strategy then. Is, is that right? Right. That's good. So let me ask you before I pass it back over to Cindy, who is more excited, you or your dad, Mike? Um, my dad was pretty excited. Yeah, he was really excited, but I think we're equally as excited. Yeah. Equally excited. Well, and, and, of course, uh, your dad has been following you around uh, for quite some time through uh, your career and, and has been very active in, in helping you 
obviously stay motivated and, and, uh, and doing all the things that you need to do. So uh, we'll, we'll send out a congratulations to Mike Wasik as well because uh, he's helped uh, to get you where you are uh, today. So uh, congratulations again. Cindy, go ahead. I don't think we should forget Mommy, though. So Tara's in the background, and she's the best cheerleader ever. Right, Nat? Yeah. Um, so what have you been working on in your swing that has helped you hit, I think you said you hit 13 greens. Yeah. What have you been working on? Um, I've been working on my swing shot, so that's like keeping my back foot down or like swinging towards the target and swinging under and then don't get my shoulders ahead of the ball. I think Why? those are those are my swing thoughts like right now. Um, Why are you doing those things? Um, I if so, you move forward and and you keep and you pick up your foot and your shoulder goes forward, where's the ball go? Left. Yeah. And then what happens? Then we yank it. Then we miss the green. Then we make double bogeys, and then we don't make six birdies and an eagle, right? Right. So then, so here's Ted. What we've tried to teach her is if you hit a lot of fairways and a lot of greens, you're still gonna. She had three or four three putts the first day, and she. So I make her text me every day after the round. How many fairways, greens, and putts? How many times did you get it up and down? She had. I think she said. How many three putts did you have the first day? I think three. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, but they were from 40 feet. I said, well, I don't care, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I mean, I give it a grief because I want to teach her to think bigger, right? Right. And she yep. was two over. On the day she shot 70, she was two over after four holes. So good for her for not giving up, right? She's mm-hmm. starting to hit it longer, so she's hitting it longer, so she made an eagle, uh, I think it was a par five, right? Right. Yeah, so she made an eagle on a par five, which is great. Again, I don't want her to think 74 is good if she hits it long enough and she hits it close enough. We want to teach her that 68 is better, right? Right. Because she wants to play at a really good school, you know, and she's, I, I said, all right, let's draft a letter to Kim Llewellyn. Now, this was before they won the NCAA, and then when they were going to the NCAA, I said, well, let's not write the letter yet because they just won. We're going to give her a couple weeks. Now, isn't it funny that our guest before Nat today went to Wake Forest, right? So now we're going to finish this letter to Kim, and I said, you got to know that Kim can't write back to you because she can't talk to you because you're only 11, but she can write back to me. <laughs> Back at just tournaments and shot seventy one seventy, Kim might mention the net and watch her for the next three or four years. We also want Nat to realize that you know, let's I'm giving her grief, you know, you don't want three three putts from forty feet. You take away those three three putts and now we shot sixty seven. Now everybody's gonna look at Nat, not just Kim. Now we got multiple schools looking at her. So I wanted her to think bigger. Not only be good in New yep. York State, but be good in the whole world. You can ask her questions yep. now. I'll yep. let you. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, th- 
thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Cindy, uh, Cindy's exactly right, Natalie, is, is you want to, uh, you know, expand your horizon, if you will. And the more that you, the more eyes that you get in front of, the more opportunities that are going to be created for you. So that's a, a very good approach. And, and obviously, as, as Cindy's pointing out, the uh, you know college uh, coaches and so forth have to um, be very limited at this stage of what they're able to do. They can certainly come and watch in that, but they can't uh, communicate at this point. And uh, so you have to be very careful of that. So that's a great point that you bring up uh, for you parents that might be listening and have a, a junior golfer out there. Um, so we were going to have a discussion uh, today, but I think we'll – bump that uh, till next week um, so but I want to ask you Natalie about this about what your warm-up routine is so when you go to um, get prepared for um, a tournament and also when you're working with Cindy uh, and Alan let's start with working with them first so when you're doing an actual practice routine this is not a warm-up before a tournament what are some of the things that they've got you really focusing on at this point? And then we'll talk about what you do in preparation before the event to get ready. Um, like I said before, my swing thoughts. Um, so keeping back foot down and swinging under and don't get my shoulders ahead of the ball. Um, those are really important because I don't like to overthink things. So I think um, those three things are very important and if you just do those three things, you get a good outcome. So I think those are pretty much what I'm working on when I have a lesson with Cindy and Alan. Okay. Guys, and then let what me about... interrupt real quick. Let me, yeah. let me just interrupt. So Alan is her swing coach. She takes most of her golf lessons with Alan because he's the wizard. And I'm more the mental prepare for tournaments and strategy. Gotcha. And that's kind of why, the way we work with most of the kids, because Alan, we call him Yoda, and Cindy's kind of <laughs> the beat-her-up person. <laughs> and now I'll shut up. Well, and, and that's good. I think, it, you know, you have to have, um, and that's really a great combination because you get two perspectives. You get somebody that really gets you to focus on the swing and, and focus on the physical part of the game, but then you have to understand what goes on between the six inches of your, between your two ears, um, how to prepare and, and how to handle different situations that you might be faced with in your round. So that's a good way to do that. And, you know, one thing is I'm sure you've found out, Natalie, is um, Cindy tells it like it is. She doesn't hold back any punches, so to speak, and that's figuratively speaking, of course. Um, but she'll tell you exactly uh, what she sees is wrong and how it can be improved. And that's what you want. You want somebody, you don't want somebody just to, hold your hand along the process and say, oh, that's great and whatever, and not really improve. So that's a good combination to have. So when you're warming right. up, you're, you've, got an event com- yeah, you've got an event coming up tomorrow, let's say, and you're going to go out there and warm up. What does that look like? Um, I, like to, um, I like to get there a little bit early, and I like to go on the range, go to the practice screen and chip and putt. Um, I kind of just like to get a feel for the course and, like, know how far, like, I like for my practice rounds, I like to take detailed notes. And so I know, like, what clubs to hit, like, the next day for the first day in the tournament. And um, I like to practice multiple shots per club. 
like when I'm on the course. So not just one shot and keeping score. I like to practice like five to seven balls per club. So I do that. And also in my practice rounds, um, take detailed notes. So um, I know like which way the green breaks if it doesn't look like it's breaking anyway, or I like to know like what clubs to hit and if I can, um, and then I also go and chip and putt. Do you do any sort of stretches, like warm-up stretches, before um, you start swinging the golf club, and um, you know, or any sort of exercises that? And obviously, I'm not referring to at a gym or things like that. But do you do any sort of special warm-up to, to get your body moving and, and the blood circulating, that sort of thing, before you start swinging the clubs? Um, I definitely do some stretches to get, you know, my shoulders warmed up and my legs and arms warmed up. And I also have this, it's called an orange whisk. Um, and yep. I swing that um, just to get kind of stretched out. And I also think it's really important to, like, get a good night's sleep and eat very, um, like, and eat very well throughout the round. Um, so I normally do those to get stretched out and get air energized. And how much time, just so that the listeners get an idea, and it, I know it varies from player to player, but um, for your warm-up uh, routine that you're getting ready before you go to the first tee, how much time do you spend, um, you know, at those various different places at the, on the range, at the, you know, obviously hitting some longer shots and then over maybe in the, in the putting screen, that how much time do you, do you spend um, on that warm-up before you go and hit the first tee? Um, I like to get there from an hour to 45 minutes before. So I get to hit all those different spaces and like, you know, just kind of get a good feel for all of them. So about an hour to 45 minutes. Okay. That's, that's good. That gives you a good overall feel. And excuse me, what do you say to yourself? You know, Cindy's been, been working on sort of the mind game with you, the mental side of the game when you're out there and things are not going the way maybe you would like them to go or that you've been practicing, what do you say to yourself? What does Cindy help for you to say to yourself to get you back into that, that good mindset? So if the chips are down or, or things are not going the way you'd hoped they were going to go, what has Cindy taught you to do in those situations to get you back and refocused? Um, I like to say to myself, next shot is the best shot. So that kind of gets me in like a positive mindset. And um, I definitely think that that's really important just to get my head back into the game and to, you know, definitely be in more of a, po a positive mindset. I think that's some, some great advice. Um, and, and you have to do that. This is, I think, a lot of um, amateur golfers out there that uh, don't have the benefit or haven't, you know, reached out to somebody like Cindy and Allen and, and working with them um, I think that that would be a good idea for them to start doing so uh, to get in the same mindset that you are. Um, Cindy, go ahead. What do you do for fun, Natalie? Um, I dance. I love to dance. Um, I dance around what four days a week. What dance have you taught me? <laughs> I taught Cindy the sprinkler. <laughs> 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 and it's not pretty. <laughs> and what um, you've got a, a big recital coming up, right? Yeah, I have 
It's on Thursday, Friday, and then I have two shows on Saturday. Wow. What else do you do for fun? Um, I love to swim. Um, I think I love to swim and I I'm on the honor or I'm on student council for school. Um, and I just like to be outdoors with my dad. Um, we like to farm sometimes because there's a farm right down the street from us. Um, so we like to do hunting? that. Oh yeah, we also like to go hunting. Um, my dad loves that, so I sometimes go with him, and it's really fun. And what are you good at building? Legos. I love to build okay. Legos. Yeah, she's like the Lego wizard girl. Well, you can uh, build yourself a castle um, to put all your trophies in um, that you're <laughs> going to get. Uh, Natalie, I'm going to I'm going to present you with a challenge, um, and uh, I know it won't be easy to do, but um, if you do that, you will be my new hero. I want you to get on video, Cindy, doing the sprinkler, and then I want you to send it to me. <laughs> okay. I don't yeah, know how you're going to do it because she's got the heads up now that you're going to do that. So you may have to talk to Alan uh, the next time you're working with him uh, on your game and say, we need to get Cindy doing this. And, and uh, I'm sure he'll be happy. Maybe your dad might have to get involved, but uh, I'm, I might even pay you to do it. So uh, <laughs> I might regret true. it after <laughs> I might regret it afterwards, but <laughs> I think that's fantastic. You know, I think all kidding aside, you know, Natalie, I think what I really hear when I listen to you is you have a really great attitude. It's very easy, as you know, and you, you're, as you're still learning, uh, this is a very difficult game. Golf is not an easy game. It's not like some of the other sports out there um, where you have to rely on uh, a lot of the time. And um, so this is a, a very individual sport. So whatever happens out in the golf course, it's all on you. And it's very important. You're going to have some good days. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have good and bad moments within every round. Um, but it's important that you say to yourself, um, that's okay. And I like what you said a few minutes ago is you focus on the next shot's going to be good. You focus on that next shot and not thinking about shots that have already happened that you have no control in changing. So I think that's uh, great. But more importantly, I think having a positive mindset is going to get you very, very far in the golf industry, whatever your goals may be, uh, whatever um, you know, area you decide, whether it's to play on tour, whether it's to do something like Cindy and Allen do, or you're teaching uh, more of the game, whatever it is you do, if you have that positive attitude, you're going to be very, very successful. Um, and you're also, more importantly, you're going to have a lot of fun. And it's important for you to have fun, right? Right, yeah. So do you challenge when you're sort of having a fun round, forgetting about the serious tournament play, and you just want to go out and have some fun? I'm assuming you play with your uh, dad, maybe your mother as well. Um, what kind of games do you got? Do you play any sort of games when you're out there uh, on the golf course with your dad or even on the range? Do you guys like to uh, sort of one-up one another or do anything like that? Um. We definitely do, me and my dad sometimes do closest to the pin challenges or, like, um, putting comp or putting competitions or, like, whoever can, like, put the least amount of strokes into the hole. Um, me and my dad like to have fun on the golf course. 
Um, so we definitely do some of those challenges a lot. Who typically wins? Um, probably me. <laughs> well, that's good. That keeps that keeps him on his toes, on his dancing toes. So, um, I think that's fantastic. Um, and, and again, you know, it, it's all about having fun, and it's a learning experience. Um, when you look back, say to last season. So you're in a new season. It's 2023. What do you think has been the biggest difference for you this year? What is really, when you look back and you reflect to last year, what has been the biggest change, the number one biggest change this season compared to last season? Um, I definitely think that I've learned how to score better. So that's like playing the wind correctly and don't second guess my decisions and like trust my shot. And also like considering the uphill and downhill slopes. And I also like to keep my shots below 40 seconds. I think that's, yeah, that's good too, because you want to help speed things up so that standing behind and waiting and waiting, um, you definitely want to be not speedy Gonzalez around the golf course, but you definitely want to keep a good pace. And it also gets you, it's also important too, for another reason, and Cindy, I'm sure you'd probably agree, is you have to, and I'm sure you have by now, you have to find your own rhythm, if you will, your own body rhythm, your tempo and timing. Um, And as long as you stay within that, you're going to do very well. If you try to play to somebody else's rhythm, so for instance, if you see a player on TV and maybe they play at a little faster pace or maybe they play a little slower pace and you try to change the pace that you have to one of theirs, you're going to see that it's not going to work to your benefit. So um, do you do any special drills, Cindy? Maybe you can jump in on this as well to help her, but do you do anything special with Alan, uh, to help maintain the rhythm that you have, the natural rhythm that you have? Um, yeah. So sometimes like if the ball is going left, I have to pick my left heel up and that definitely like helps me swing under more and not flip my wrists and pull it. So I definitely think that that helps, and that's one of my drills that I do. Now, are you picking your, your left heel you're talking about in the in the backswing, or are you talking about as you come through um, through into the impact? Um, I do it the whole swing, um, but it mostly targets, like, the at impact. So I swing more under instead of pulling it and flipping my wrists. Very good. Uh, Cindy, what are, what are some of the things, I mean, you obviously probably have a better perspective of this as well. What are some of the things that Alan's got her doing uh, besides that um, to really sort of keep her in balance to make sure that she's not over swinging or trying to, you know, really step on the gas as it were. What are some of the things that Alan's got her doing uh, to sort of maintain that, that level, that the, the body tempo and rhythm that we're, we're trying to uh, accomplish? We're just trying to keep her behind it and not come over it and bring her right shoulder. So many of so many students try to move their right shoulder so far past the ball and come so far forward when they follow through, like right. they're batting a base. And so we want her right shoulder behind the ball when she hits it so that her right mm-hmm. palm tosses 
underhanded towards the target and not and releases so she doesn't come over the top and yank it left of the world. So if her right. left heel sticks up, she can't come over the top as much and she and move ahead of it, you follow? So she can yep. stay behind it and toss underhanded and hit it straighter. So that's one of the drills to keep her back behind it. And it doesn't mean she's not going to shift her weight. Her weight's going to go to her left side, but she's coming over it too much and trying to move way ahead. She's got to stay behind it so, at least. Therefore, she so hits it straighter. Think, therefore, yeah, she's hitting 13 greens. Right, so, I'm like, go look at Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and essentially what that's accomplishing is, is it's helping her uh, to develop her timing so that she's not, like you said, getting ahead of it and coming over the top and, and that. So, yeah, uh, that's a great thing. And and I think, Natalie, you know, having those drills and having them explained to you in a way that you understand the purpose of them, you know, because it's one thing just to give you a drill, say, well, okay, do this. But if you don't really understand what it's doing and what it's designed to, to help you with, then it makes it hard for you to really uh, comprehend that. And I think it's good that they're giving you things that they're explaining to you very, you know, simply um, and allowing you the opportunity to work on those things. And those are great things too, Natalie, which I'm sure you've figured out by now, that as you move forward in your golfing game, when you start to experience certain things like, um, you know, pulling it to the left or finding that that right shoulder is is going over the ball uh, in an incorrect way, then you know right away, okay, if I do this drill, that's going to bring me back into a good path, right? Right. And so you got to make some mental notes and, and write those down, um, which I'm sure you have, but um, so that you're going to be in a good place in that. Um, Cindy, any final thoughts uh, or questions that you have uh, for Natalie? No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Natalie, so what's next for you? What's, what's the next event coming up? Um, Ice Summer Nationals for Under Armour is coming up in West Palm in Florida. Oh. So I'm really excited that. And, and yeah, when is that's that? probably When is that? Um, next week. Oh, wow. So you're going to be hopping around. So in the meantime, what are you going to be working on? Um, again, just my swing thoughts and just make sure that I'm pretty dialed in with those. Um, and just making me, my swing pretty consistent. Well, I think you've got it all figured out and you've got, uh, I think the best team in golf helping you with your game. So, um, Cindy and obviously Alan, uh, congratulations on doing a fine job with this young lady. I think she's going to go very, very far. And I think once the, uh, coaches, whether it be Wake Forest or many of the other ones get, uh, get a hold of her and see what she's able to do. They're going to be chomping at the bits to at, at the right time to have you come and visit them. So um, good luck with that. Congratulations again on your win at, uh, with U.S. Kids, and good luck in Palm Beach uh, next week at, uh, at the next at the Under Armour event. So, but thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, good luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Matt. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, I, let me just say in closing, we've got a minute or two left. Um, what a great, great attitude. And just really, you know, and I've said this b- before, you know, at that age, um, to have somebody very focused 
as she is and very specific uh, is really a, a testament to, to both you and Alan. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, of course. That's, I mean, that's, that's a gi- Yeah, that's a given. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a given. But, um, you know, it, you know, you're focusing obviously on, on the right things, and, and that's what's uh, important. All right, as I mentioned, yeah. I think we're going to move our uh, what's a good warm-up uh, routine uh, discussion. We're going to move that to next week uh, on our second half. Uh, I think uh, we've had a, a nice conversation with Natalie, and I think she's uh, definitely a rising star to keep an eye on, and we're going to keep following her. We're going to have her back on again throughout the season as things progress and uh, and get a, an update from her. But uh, So thank you for, for arranging her to come on, Cindy. I appreciate that. It was a lot of fun listening to her. All right. On that thank note, you. we want to thank everybody. Yeah, no problem. We want to thank everybody for tuning into the Women of Golf this morning. And again, a special uh, congratulations to Swing Lou, uh, winner of the recent Epson Tour Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship. Uh, much continued success to you as well. And we will see you next week right here on the Women of Golf. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's Women of Golf show. Ted and Cindy wish to thank this week's special guests. Remember to join them every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the iGolf Sports Network or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. To get updates on the show, you can follow the Women of Golf Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash women of golf. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network. <laughs>